Hey, welcome into Positive Light, where we're bringing a positive influence into this world and into your lives. My name is Bob Miles, and for today, the day that this episode is coming out, it's Memorial Day. As we remember those who have made the ultimate sacrifice for the freedoms we enjoy every day, let us think of how they have followed in the footsteps of our Savior Jesus Christ. We need to pray to God to hold our servicemen and women in His strong arms. Ask God to cover them with his sheltering grace and his presence as they stand in the gap for our protection. We also pray to God that he remembers the families of our troops. We ask for his unique blessing to fill their homes, and we pray his peace, provision, and strength will fill their lives. May the members of our armed forces be supplied with courage to face each day, and may they trust in the Lord's mighty power to accomplish each task. Let our military brothers and sisters feel our love today and support. In the name of Jesus, amen. And that prayer was for Memorial Day, and today's subject is on prayer. So let's go right to the source. Let's go to what Jesus said about prayer. So out of Matthew 6, 5, it says, And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. This is also repeated in Luke 11, 1-4. So it sounds like Jesus really wants us to pray this way. So Rick Warren states, From Cinderella to Aladdin, these fairy tale stories has are based on characters whose lives are changed with granting of a wish. When it comes to prayer, we often treat it like a magical wand that we wave at God when we want our dreams to come true. But the Bible teaches us that prayer is a relationship with God and not an enchanted tool. So let's look into how prayer will draw you closer to God and why answered prayers are his gift of grace. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of the disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. And that's out of Luke 11.1. 1. So, our frustrations with prayer are caused by some misconceptions. Not a magical wand, it's not a fire extinguisher, it's not tug-of-war, and it's not a ritual to relieve guilt. So I found out there are some foundational truths about prayer. One, God loved for me to talk with him about anything. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who reverence him, out of Psalms 103.13. We can be confident in approaching God, knowing that he listens to us whenever we ask him for anything according to his will. And since we know that he hears us when we make our request, then we can be sure that he will answer us, out of 1 John 5, 14, and 15. So prayer is a conversation, not a ceremony, a relationship, and not a ritual. 
I have good plans for you, not plans to hurt you. I will give you hope and a good future. Then you will call my name, you will come to me and pray to me, and I will listen to you. Out of Jeremiah 29, 11 and 12. So number two, God listens to prayers that are sincere and simple. So I'm also going to repeat Matthew 6, 5 through 8, because I think it's important about prayer. It says, When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. Instead, when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father, who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep babbling on and on like pagans, if they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Again, that's out of Matthew 6, 5-8. through 8. And let us come near to God with a sincere heart and sure faith. Out of Hebrews 10, 22. So number three would be, God likes to show His grace by answering prayers. Call to me and I will answer you. I will show you my marvelous and wondrous things that you can never figure out on your own. Out of Jeremiah 33, 3. If you, being imperfect and sinful parents, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask him? Out of Matthew 7:11. And number four, God longs to be close to us. The Lord waits for you to come to him so he can show you his love and compassion. Out of Isaiah 30:18. I don't want your sacrifices, I want your love. I don't want your offerings, I want you to know me. Out of Hosea 6, 6. Friendship with God is reserved for those who reverence him. With them he shares his secrets of his covenant. Out of Psalm 25, 14. So we need to draw close to God, and God will draw close to you. Out of James 4, 8. So let us remember those four foundations. God loves me f- to talk with him about anything. God listens to prayers that are sincere and simple. God likes to show his grace by answering prayers, and God longs to be close to me. And next, I'm going to read you a note from God to you. As you got up to this morning, I watched you, and I hoped you would talk to me, even if it was just a few words, asking my opinion or thanking me for something good that happened in your life. But I noticed you were too busy, trying to find the right outfit to wear. When you ran around the house getting ready, I knew there would be a few minutes for you to stop and say hello, but you were too busy. At one point, you had to wait 15 minutes with nothing to do except sit in a chair. Then I saw you spring to your feet. I thought you wanted to talk to me, but you ran to the phone and called a friend to get the latest gossip instead. I watched patiently all day long with all your activities. I guess you were too busy to say anything to me. I noticed that before lunch you looked around, maybe you felt embarrassed to talk to me. That is why you didn't bow your head. You glanced three or four tables over it, and you noticed some of your friends talking to me briefly before they ate, but you didn't. That's okay. There is still more time left, and I hope that you will talk to me yet. You went home, and it seems as if you had lots of things to do. After a few of them were done, you turned on the TV. I didn't know... If you like TV or not, just about anything goes there and you spend a lot of time 
each day in front of it and not thinking about anything, just enjoying the show. I waited patiently again as you watched the TV and ate your meal, but again, you didn't talk to me. Bedtime, I guess, you felt too tired. After you said goodnight to your family, you plogged into bed and fell asleep in no time. That's okay because you may not realize that I am always there for you. I've got patience, more than you will ever know. I even want to teach you how to be patient with others as well. I love you so much that I wait every day for a nod, prayer, or thought, or a thankful part of your heart. It is hard to have a one-sided conversation. Well, you are getting up once again, and once again I will wait, with nothing but love for you, hoping that you're, that today you will give me some time. Have a nice day, your friend, God. So next I'm going to introduce a song, and it's by Tommy Walker, and it's called Let Us Pray. And here's the song, Let Us Pray. As we come to him in prayer, let us trust his boundless grace. As we feel his love embrace, let us pray. Nothing is impossible unto us when we believe his healing power can be seen. Let us pray. Let us pray. Let us pray. Pray by faith in Jesus' name. As His Spirit gives us aid, let us pray. In our triumph, in our pain, in our loss and in our gain, let His glory be proclaimed, let us pray. And when we face the hour of trial, when we can't endure no more, when we're shaken to the core, let us pray And though we stumble, though we fall Resurrection life is ours And through our weakness comes His strength Oh, let us pray Angels marvel at God's plan How through us His power shown Satan's kingdom overthrown Oh, let us pray His Spirit gives us aid. Let us pray in our triumph, in our pain, in our loss, and in our gain. Let His glory be proclaimed. Let us pray and let us lift our eyes and see people searching for the way. Help us work while it is day, Lord. So vast, orphan, widow, and the poor Break our hearts and use us, Lord Oh, let us pray Christ, Christ the victor, Christ the King Forever He alone shall reign Coming back His bride to claim Oh, let us pray Oh, let us pray Spirit gives us aid. Let us pray. 
great song by Tommy Walker on Let Us Pray. And the lyrics that I like the best is where he's saying, in our triumph, in our pain, in our loss, and in our gain, let his glory be proclaimed. Let us pray. Let us lift our eyes and see people searching for the way. Help us work while it is day. Let us pray. So let's seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face continually out of 1 Chronicles 16.11. So Billy Graham once said, Heaven is full of answers to prayers for which no one ever bothered to ask. It's true that we often take advantage of the privilege of prayer and the blessings it brings. We get too busy, we forget, we even refuse to seek God, or we do so casually rather than with bold conviction. Yet there is no excuse for not conversing often with God. Prayer is more than a wish, Billy Graham has said. It is the voice of faith directed at God. And so Billy Graham was asked five questions regarding prayer. And here they are. So question one. Does prayer really change anything? I've wondered about this because if God really wants to do something, he'll go ahead and do it anyway, won't he? He's not going to wait until I get around to praying about it. And Billy Graham's answer. Yes, prayer does change things, even if we don't always know how it happens. After all, if prayer were useless, why would God command us to pray? The Bible says pray continually out of Thessalonians 5.17. Yes, God is sovereign and he often works in ways that are hidden from us and are beyond our understanding. If he weren't sovereign and all-powerful, we'd have no reason to think he'd answer our prayers, would we? But at the same time, God repeatedly tells us to bring every concerns we have to him in prayer knowing not only that he hears us, but also that he answers us according to his will. The Bible says this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, we know that we have what we asked of him, out of 1 John 5. I often think of King Hezekiah, said Billy Graham, of the Old Testament. 
The Babylonian army had destroyed countless nations, and now their king demanded that Hezekiah hand the Jewish nation into his hands. But Hezekiah turned to God, and in response to his prayers, that night the enemy army was destroyed out of Second Chronicles. Never forget, by his death and resurrection, Jesus Christ opened heaven's doors for us. Someday, when we die, we'll enter that door, if we have put our faith and trust in Christ. But until then, we have the privilege of entering heaven's doors at a moment through our prayers. Make prayer an important part of your life every day. And question two. A friend of mine always prays when she's facing a decision, even a very small one. I guess that's okay, but didn't God give us the ability to think things through on our own? Why spend time praying about something if it's already obvious what we ought to do? And here's Billy Graham's response. My answer may surprise you, but in some ways both you and your friend are right. Let me explain. First, think about your friend for a moment. Why does she pray about everything, even seemingly insignificant things? The reason, I suspect, is because she wants to do God's will in everything. To put it another way, she doesn't want to do anything that might be wrong or displeasing to God, and I commend her for that. I often think of Paul when he stated, Pray continually, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus, out of 1 Thessalonians 5, 17 and 18. But you're also right that God has given us our minds, and it is not wrong to think about our problems and try to find solutions for them. Luke decided to write about Jesus' life because it seemed good to me to write to you in an orderly account out of Luke 1.3. Repeatedly, the book of Proverbs urges us to approach a problem with wisdom. The problem, however, is that our knowledge is limited. Even when we think we know what's right, we often don't. Only God sees the whole picture, and that's why we need to turn to Him and seek His guidance. If you have never done so, turn to Jesus Christ and open your heart and life to Him. Don't let pride get in the way, but humbly ask Him to guide your every step. You may not always be aware of His presence, but He still promises to guide you. And here's question number three. I know you've said that God sometimes answers our prayers with a no, but if that's the case, then why bother to pray? And Billy Graham's answer. Yes, it's true that God sometimes says no to our prayers, and with good reason, because He alone knows what is best for us, just as a loving parent sometimes says no to their child's demands. So our loving God sometimes says no to our demands. But sometimes God also says yes to our prayers, and that's certainly one reason why we ought to keep on praying. But we don't pray only to get things from God. Not only would this be selfish, but it would actually become a barrier between us and God. Instead, we should pray for God's will to be done. For in our lives and in the lives of others, instead of praying less when God seems to be saying no to our prayers, we actually should be praying more. Let Jesus' prayer become yours. You will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Out of Matthew 6.10 Prayer is one of the greatest privileges God has given to us. Why ignore it? Or act as if it doesn't make any difference? If Jesus prayed, shouldn't we pray also? And if Jesus died and rose again so our sins could be forgiven, and we can now come into God's presence, shouldn't we make a prayer a central part of our lives? Make sure of your commitment to Jesus Christ. If you have never invited him into your life, do so today. 
Then ask God to help you learn to pray, trusting in His love and power to do what is best. Remember, God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask of or imagine, out of Ephesians 3.20. And question number four, does it honestly do any good to pray for our politicians and other world leaders? Our pastor does it every week, but I can't see that it does any good. The world is just as bad as it ever was. And Billy Graham's answer. God hasn't promised that every government or every politician leader will become pure and righteous if we pray. But he still commands us to pray for our leaders and those of other nations as well. The Bible says, I urge then first of all that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for kings and all those in authority out of 1 Timothy 2. What difference does it make? After you might say the world is still rocked by conflicts and corruption and injustice. But let me ask you a question. How much worse would the world be if God's people didn't pray? What if we simply gave up and allowed the devil to carry on his schemes without interference? We may never know what impact our prayers are having, but God is still at work in response to the prayers of his people. Yes, the devil is at work in the world, but so is God. And someday God will intervene and Christ will come again to destroy all evil and establish his kingdom. But in the meantime, don't become discouraged or overwhelmed by what you see. The Bible says the secret power of lawlessness, the devil, is already at work. But the one, the Holy Spirit, who now holds it back, will continue to do so at a Second Thessalonians 2.7. Pray for all those to whom God has given authority. Pray especially for our president, Congress, judges, and all who advise them. We live in dangerous times, but God is still at work, and he alone is our hope. And question five, I grew up thinking that the only prayers I was supposed to say were the ones I'd re- memorized as a child. Now I'm afraid to pray in my own words, for fear I'll say something wrong and God will be offended. Am I right to feel this way? And Billy Graham's answer, no, you aren't right to feel this way, because God delights in the simple, heartfelt prayers of his people. Just as parents delight in their child's chatter, so God delights in our chatter with him. There's nothing wrong with memorized prayers, of course, as long as they are based on what the Bible says, and as long as we pay attention to what we're saying. Every week, Christians in many churches recite together the so-called Lord's Prayer. From memory, you can find it in Matthew 6, 9 through 13. Jesus, however, warned us against empty, memorized prayers that have lost their meaning. He said, when you pray, do not keep on babbling, out of Matthew 6, 7. So God loves us, and he, he wants us to bring every concern we have to him in prayer. You can't offend him by saying something wrong. He loves you, and he welcomes your simplest prayer. One reason Jesus Christ died for us is so we could be cleansed of our sins and approach God in prayer. The Bible says, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need, out of Hebrews 4.16. If you have never done so, let your first prayer be a prayer of faith, confessing your sins to God and asking Jesus Christ to come into your life and save you. Then make a prayer a part of your life every day. As Jesus said, we should always pray and not give up, Luke 18.1. Does praying for something else work? 
Most people never do this because they do not believe in the prayers. If you are serious about helping and praying for someone else, just pray. When you pray with sincerity and with faith, God will answer your prayer. Out of John 15, 7, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. So next, I'd like to read you a story on answered prayer. And here's how it goes. A voyaging ship was wrecked during a storm at sea, and only two of the men aboard were able to swim to a nearby small deserted island. The two survivors, not knowing what else to do, agreed that they had no resource but to pray to God. However, to find out whose prayer was more powerful, they agreed to divide the territory between them and stay on opposite sides of the island. The first thing they both prayed for was food. The next morning, the first man saw a fruit-bearing tree on his side of the land and was able to eat its fruit. The other man's parcel of land remained barren. After a week, the first man was lonely and decided to pray for a wife. The next day, another ship was wrecked, and the only survivor, a woman, swam to his side of the island. On the other side of the island, nothing. Soon, the first man prayed for home, clothes, and more food. The next day, like magic, all these requests were fulfilled. However, the second man still had nothing. Finally, the first man prayed for a ship so that he and his wife could leave the island. In the morning, he found a ship docked at his side of the island. The first man boarded the ship with his wife and decided to leave the second man on the island. He considered the other man unworthy to receive God's blessing since none of his prayers had been answered. As the ship was about to leave, the first man heard a voice from heaven booming. Why are you leaving your companion on the island? My blessings are mine alone, since I was the one who prayed for them, the man answered. My companion's prayers were all unanswered, so he does not deserve anything. You are mistaken, the voice rebuked him. He had only one prayer, which I answered. If not for that, you would not have received any of my blessings. Tell me, the first man asked the voice. So what did he pray for that I now owe him for my success? He prayed that all your prayers be answered. For all we know, our blessings are not the fruits of our prayers alone, but those of another praying for us. And here are some of my favorite prayer quotes. Our prayers may be awkward, our attempts may be feeble, but since the power of prayer is in the one who hears it and not the one who says it, our prayers do, do make a difference out of Max Licato. She, my mother, became a warrior far superior to any epic hero. She became a giant on her knees. With a sword in one hand, she battled the enemies of death and disease. And with the, her other hand, stretched toward heaven, she kept beseeching God's help and his mercy. From Bishop T.D. Jakes There are parts of our calling, works of the Holy Spirit, and defeats of the darkness that will come no other way than through furious, faith-filled, unceasing prayer by Beth Moore. The reality is my prayers don't change God, but I am convinced prayer changes me. Praying boldly boots me out of that stale place of religious habit in authentic connection with God himself. Lissa Terracoust Is prayer your steering wheel or your spare tire? Corey Tinboom To be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing, by Martin Luther. So take this time to pray to your Father about not only 
your personal situation, but this world. Remember, this is your connection with God, your Abba Father. I know I need to spend more time with Him, and so do you. Find your spot for a quiet time with Him. Do this daily. Remember, He's just a prayer away. And this brings us to the end of our subject today. And my prayer is always is going to be that God blesses the journey that you're on with Him and that you embrace the path that He has you on. Hey, next week's subject is going to be on renewing of your mind. Please check it out. You can connect with us at positivelightpodcast at gmail.com. I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Everybody have a great week. We'll see you next week.